0: Are you ready? Here we go. Test one, two, test one, two. I feel like I'm bouncing from cloud to cloud. Oh, we're ridiculous. So stay tuned. I like what we're doing. Or don't. Oh, that might be my favorite thing (laughs) to ever happen. Is this not the coolest thing you've ever heard? (laughs) Well, how
1: about this? It's
2: the Pepper and Dylan After Show Show Podcast.
1: Let's start (coughs) this thing. Welcome to the After Show Show. Today is February 9th, 2022. Thank you so much for joining us. This is the wrap on the wrap. Yes. Yes.
0: Yes, so uh, I guess out of the gate, right? We will say thank you, everybody, for listening to the past five weeks of the What the Hell Happened series and for reaching out and contacting us and telling us what you liked about it and what uh, what stuck out to you. Um, and uh, this is kind of like uh, like I said on the air, right? Like the After the Rose ceremony.
1: Yeah, I didn't watch a lot of that. Yeah, but you knew that there was an After the Rose ceremony. Yeah. Right. But I don't know what takes place in it. Is well, they I'm
0: all saying. just kind of sit around and uh, talk about what uh, transpired. The big moments, the big events that happened over the course But isn't that what we just did with Sean Hole wrap-up? Didn't he talk about all the big moments? The Bachelor, well, no, and then like uh, about the whole series. Oh, as a, as a whole? Yeah. Oh. What did you think we were going to do?
1: I had no idea, to be honest. Really? I, did, I really didn't know what this was going to be about. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I was, I'm just as surprised as I anyone... I knew what you meant, Pepper. I knew what you meant. It was fairly self-explanatory, I thought. Well, I mean, I just thought Sean told the story. So we were gonna just tell the story with Sean on now? No. That's what that's where I got confused. I didn't
3: really know no, what just was right, happening. Like unpack everything if there's any additional questions. Well, they should have been in the story, don't you think? <laughs> well no, that's the thing. Is that some people had that I'd like more follow up or I have
0: a question
1: about this or Oh you got was... some questions? Yes. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Good. Remember we were talking about it today. I didn't get any questions. And I don't yesterday, have any. You didn't get anything? No, no one did. Everyone just was like, hey, it sounds really great. Let Sean know it, it was great. Yeah. so happy you guys are, uh, you did this. That was it. I didn't get yep. any
0: questions. Yeah, I've got some in, uh, on. Uh, so
1: Sean failed then is what you're saying. No, no Dylan. <laughs> well, if there's questions, like, if, if you're questioning things, then he didn't do a good job. No, they'd like further elaboration
0: or this part caught their attention or this part resonated with me. I'd like to little, know a little more. Also what Sean, like he said, you know, he had over a hundred hours of stuff. That didn't even make it. Right. You know what did he struggle with cutting out? What did he? What had he hoped? Maybe he could have spent more time on, or you know, where were the time constraints that? Sure. And what there were none. You know, right? there were, it was a podcast could be well, as long as he wanted. No, I understand that. <laughs> did it? You okay? Anyways,
2: Sean, Let's how you doing, go, buddy? Sean, uh, it's all very meta, isn't it? We're telling the story behind the story behind the story. Yes, yeah,
0: yeah. it's kind of the thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I like it. Um, so, thank you for doing it. Obviously, um, I think that uh, the reaction to how well it was put together, how well it was researched and recorded and produced and how well it flowed and told the story um, was uh, not lost on many people at all. And uh, many people did say, like, let Sean know, please let Sean know. And I was screen capping some of them and sending them to you, but let him know what a great job he did and uh, that's fantastic and he should do more of these and to which Sean is like never again will i ever in a million
1: years do more of what these what if something crazy happened, Sean you still wouldn't
2: um i might i mean the the funny thing is is the reason we had so much of the audio that we did for the the last two is because over the years i would say to you hey give me that clip just 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 in case right just in case we do a fourth one right so i might still do that i don't know i like, what what more can happen? Like you know, <laughs> you, you've been through the ringer.
1: It's a good question, so, and I don't know if we want to know uh, what more can happen.
0: Well, yeah, a lot can happen I mean, in ten years? There was ten years between them. True. Right. Give it another ten years. There <laughs> might be a lot more to tell. Right. That's true. That is true. Right? Yeah,
2: I you know I, I never say never. It, it's always if there's some, if there's a good story to tell, I'll absolutely tell it if you guys want me to. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, for, for now, I think it's you know it's in a good place.
0: So, all told, and not including one, two, and three, because that was 10 years ago, mm-hmm. but all told, how many hours of just work and effort on your side would you guess you invested in putting part, part four and part five together?
2: Oh, uh, mm, at least a hundred, if not more. Uh, yeah. 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 Like, Holy just, smokes. With, when we were started, like, when, when, you got, when you guys asked me to do this, I started, like, trying to flowchart a story because what the actual story was was never clear to me. I mean, obviously, you know, Pepper going to rehab, that was going to be a big part of it. But there's more to it happening. And, and, you know, I talk to Dylan every now and then. I talk to Dylan every... or to Robbie every now and then. I talk to, to Pepper. And there was just little details that really fill out the whole story. And I didn't even get all of those in that I wanted to. So, but there was a nice balance between, it's not just about Pepper. Mm -hmm. It's about all of you and you're all going through life. I mean, it's, you know, it's really easy for somebody to listen to the three and a half hours you're on every Monday through Friday and say, (laughs) that's a good life. They only work three hours. They're so happy all the time. All is good, you know? Uh, but you know, when you unpack it a little bit, there's a lot going on in, in, in your lives, just personally, uh, in, in, at work and to try and there, there was a balance there between not getting too deep into your privacy versus, you know, this is part of the story and this is why it's relevant. What shocked you the most? The challenge. Uh, it shocked me the most about what I found out.
1: Yeah, like the, hearing all the story and piecing it all together, and you heard from everyone, right? You got to have the conversations with every single person, uh, with every single guest, and and so you know things that never made it. But what shocked you the most out of everything?
2: Uh, reading "Ninjas and Keychains" shocked the hell out of me, mm-hmm. and that was that was the document that Pepper wrote when he was away in rehab to bring clarity to why his behavior was the way it was and why he does things. And, I mean, on the surface of it, it's like, whoa. But then when you go a little bit deeper, it's like, whoa, right? So that that, that was actually truly shocking. And what,
1: because we uh, don't, well, none of us really know what that is. I Just keep going back and forth. On you and Pepper <clears throat> know what that is. sharing that, you well,
2: know? I I mean, look, it's, it's a private document, and so I, I very intentionally, I thought it was important to put into the documentary because it, it was a pivotal moment. It was, it was Pepper's aha moment, right? Mm-hmm. And it's important to, to show that in the story arc, but without getting into it, because if you get into it, that was a whole rabbit hole that you probably could have easily spent another hour on. And um, it, it just, it, so when, I, when we talk about it, you know, I thought it was really cool to put the reaction to when I read it to, read the first par- paragraph or two to you. Where that was a genuine reaction where you were like, "What the hell is this? Mm-hmm. I don't understand what this is." Right. Um and so that that was I thought that was a great moment and then you know Pepper summarizing what it is overall. That's all we needed to move the story along without getting into what is a ninja? What is the keychain? Yeah. What is happening here, right? Um and then a close second to the things that surprised me were Robbie's Admissions. I didn't think Robbie would open up the way he did, and no. I don't know if it's yeah. I don't know if it's me. Just if he got comfortable and he opened up one day and let his guard down. But you know, Robbie's going through some stuff, mm-hmm. and I thought that was also really important to touch on. That you know, it's not just Pepper. It's not just Dylan. It's it's all it's all three of you and going through things and how you cope with those things.
0: I think that was one of the, the, the main takeaways from the reaction of people as it relates to the the specific story was that, you know, everybody really seemed to have a lot of uh, compassion for Robbie because Robbie's just Robbie. Robbie's always been just Robbie. And it's, you know, hard to hear Robbie be like, yeah, man, life was tough, right? Because right. you just think, oh, it's just Robbie. Robbie loves everything. He loves everybody. Yeah. And he just, he has this joy for life. And then to hear that there was some some darkness to all of it gave, I, I mean, it gave more, I guess, body and courage context to robbie as a person but it was just surprising that
1: robbie was you know oh my god robbie is down robbie of all people right the dot 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 of robbie is something that uh when you listen to part five that you go like hey are we missing are we we screwing up yet again is this gonna be 10 years and it's the robbie situation because in it robbie says i cope i use substances to cope Mm -hmm. i don't love that i do i do yeah, and then he and then uh, uh, Sean uh, narrates and says something along the lines of, "Is this the year Robbie gets help?" Mm-hmm. And we, no one's really talked about that since. So no one's really mentioned that. So, mm-hmm. Robbie, is this the year that Robbie gets help?
3: Yeah, I. Th- well, I, I, you're I, in a much better place now, though, right? Like last year was probably the worst year of my life for so many reasons, and it just all it was a perfect storm of so much going on, and. I just, I've realized the, the the problem in my life is my support system because I can go, like, like I used to talk to my friends about stuff, but I just realized, like, they just see me as a fun guy, I have a fun job, things seem to be going well, so when I, when I talk about my problems to my friends, or even my family, they'll just be like, ah, it's, like, it, it seems dismissed almost, because mm-hmm. on the, on the outside, I do look, like I'm having a lot of fun and I have everything together. That so.
0: boyish innocent charm, yeah. Has and it just it served you and deserved you at the same time.
3: Yeah, and it, it's it's not helping me. Um, so it is it's it's time. Like it is time to to get more serious about my mental health yeah. for sure. Um, anything
0: you left out that you wish you hadn't or that you just, you wanted to include, Sean, but it just, uh, I can't, I don't know how to weave it into all of this. It's important, but I've got to cut stuff. You know, you often hear about, you know, directors and when they're putting a movie together, they want so badly to to include this, but it just doesn't fit or whatever it is. Uh, Is there anything that you really wish you could have gotten in there? I mean, yeah.
2: I mean, there's a couple of things. In part four, I really wanted to tell the story about how you guys were struggling when you first got back to what was in the balance and Now Kiss. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, the awkwardness of, you replaced a morning show that were, you know, they were retained because they were, the company likes them and they were good people and all of that. And they were in the afternoon, you guys are in the morning, but there was some resentment that you you Mm -hmm. usurped their time slot. And it made it a little bit difficult for you. And it made, and there was, there was some great audio there. And I, and I personally don't like the guy anyway, so I really (laughs) wanted to like just give her, but it, when you take a, take a look back on, or you take a step back on, is this important to the overall story? No, it adds a little bit of, you know, texture and context, but it, I, it's just 20 minutes that we probably don't need. And it's probably a little petty on my part. So (laughs) we got, we got rid of that. Okay.
0: Okay. Well, what kind well, of audio was there? Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm really curious. I want to hear some of these outtakes <laughs> now. Um, I was surprised that uh, one of the issues, that, and I texted you about this, Sean, that uh, you didn't deal with, and you just, uh, probably this is another one that it would just kind of divert a little too much from the direction you wanted to go, but there, th- there was uh, no mention of the fact that Robbie uh, w- quit and was ready to move to Toronto and take, oh, a, take right. a different job in Toronto. And, you know, that played into a lot of kind of the, the situation of Robbie getting back on the air and, and what he wanted mm. to do with his career mm-hmm. and an opportunity that came that had nothing to do with us and he was going to leave this building, He leave did us, quit, did he not? What you yep. did, right? Yeah, and, but, yep, yep. Um, but none of that was in there. Did you guys ever just talk about that, and it just never made the cut, or was that just oh. something that uh, you didn't include in, in in any of your research and storytelling, Sean?
2: No, I did have a couple of clips on there, but uh, and it might have even been, like I, I sent an early draft of Part 4 to Dylan, and um, you know, I think, Dylan, your early feedback was it, it, it's a little draggy. It's a little there's there's a little too much happening here, it's breathing too much, we need to tighten this up. Um, and that was just one of the things that didn't get included. So yeah, we I mean I you talked about it a lot, Pepper, when we were talking. We have I think you and I have over six hours of interview time. Holy. Mm-hmm. Um I, we, I, Robbie touched on it in uh, an indirect way when he was talking about, he talked a lot about, um, you know. Balancing the two the, the two jobs, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, balancing the two jobs, but also his life is not, is not as perfect as it might seem. You know, it's hard for him to talk about relationships because, or, or even his job, just because it's like, well, hey, you have a sweet job. Let's talk about how sweet that job is. Um so, right, like but, there's no
3: getting away from it. Like wherever you go, you go home for Christmas, there, there, people want to talk about the job, you mm-hmm. go to a party, and like, oh, it's Robbie, oh, let's talk, and it's, you never get away from it, mm. right?
2: Right, so, there. and again, we did touch on Robbie quitting several times, and that's, again, that it wasn't essential to move the story forward. It might have taken away from Robbie's story a little bit, which I was really trying to expand upon in these, these last two, um, but I think overall the, the message was there. Like Rob, Robbie keeps quitting. I mean, if you listen historically, mm-hmm. I think he had a quarter life crisis about a decade ago, and yes. this was when he was yes. at his friends his friend's wedding, and then he just didn't come back. If you, if you <laughs> recall, Misses mm-hmm. Blair. That
3: wasn't yeah. the know the the middle of, i i it's a long story, but it was very, I forgot my age.
0: It's when you forgot your age for yeah. a year and you thought you were younger than you were. I,
3: I, I was dating a younger girl, so mm-hmm. it was all like my age was always present. Like it was always something on top on on my mind. And for that entire time, I thought I was a younger age than I actually was. <laughs> so this whole time I was dating this younger girl, and I'm like, oh, I'm getting old I'm older, this blah blah. I, I was actually older than I thought I was for this whole time. <laughs> And it just rocked no, my world. Like, as,
0: yeah, as impactful how, as that was, you've got to be. We've got to let you know the day you found out, and and we were, all, and you looked at your birth or your uh, your your birth certificate or your driver's license. It was pretty funny the moment you it, found out. Your reaction was very priceless.
3: I just couldn't believe how dumb I was. <laughs> it's and like, how whoa! lost a year of your life you. Thought. And I truly did feel like I've I, because it, I was twenty. I thought I was twenty seven, <laughs> but I was actually twenty eight, turning twenty nine. And I'm like, I have a year left of thirty. And I know it doesn't oh seem huge, but in my mind it just to sure. me <laughs> sure like it's slipping away this I mean, fast there was a moment too
0: where you went to a psychic this was when dylan went to a psychic and it freaked mm. him out and he decided mm. to tell everybody about this psychic and you went to the psychic and she freaked you out to a point where like and i i just remember this this was the old virgin yes. days yes but like it really rattled you for wasn't a while the,
1: wasn't the psychic yeah. wouldn't isn't what the psychic said I don't remember where I've heard this, but maybe I made it up. But didn't the psychic say the one thing for you to be successful was to leave us?
3: <laughs> Something along those lines, yes. Right.
1: <laughs> that was the whole thing. Was like, the psychic said if you ever want to be good
3: or whatever, you have to get rid you of. Want to be happy, and you. This is not. You, you need to get away from the situation. Right. Right. And, it, and this
2: was the same time. There was a so when Robbie missed, missed his plane. You were gonna make him hitchhike back, and I thought it was the most brilliant bit ever. And it was the only time. Remember Robbie's old vetoes? He used a veto. He used his veto for that one. And I was like, really? It would have been sounding so great, like Robbie. I had by on his wit. Yes,
3: yes. I had pressure from our boss at the time to do that. <laughs> to not to not to <laughs> the veto. Mexico. Yeah, I was totally. And I had a buddy that was in Mexico with me that was at the wedding who was going to come with me, <laughs> and I. It, yeah, there was pressure from uh, from corporate to be like, this is not a good idea. Well, they were
0: worried what could happen with you outside yeah. because everybody's so terrified of going to a country they're not familiar with and thinking so many bad things can happen right. because of a headline here. Radio ago. DJ gets
3: yeah. kidnapped in Mexico.
0: <laughs> yeah, my dad at 70 years old hitchhiked and backpacked across Mexico right. on his own and never ran into a single damn problem. But, uh, you know, everybody projects their own skepticism and uh, right. their own fears on others. But yeah, I mean, I, also, we just thought that was going to be fun. But at
3: the same time, I was not... On the show full time back then, I was right. I was an imaging director at the same time, so they right. they did not want me to to take two weeks or whatever because stuff at the station would fall behind.
0: Uh, anything, Dylan, that uh, wasn't in there that you were expecting to be in there, or did you? Uh,
1: no, I, I honestly I even forgot about the Robbie quitting thing, but that yeah. was a, a huge part because he had quit and then like literally like gave his notice and then. Like, yeah,
3: I signed a contract to go to Toronto, and I was like, "You were done here." Like, it the was the process it? of getting my house fixed up because I, I was had to sell it or, or rent it out. Mm-hmm. I was so stressed because I had I, I was supposed to be in Toronto in two weeks, and yeah, then it all fell apart. Part. like that's a different. Well, story, the guy but, you
0: were going to work with ended up not accepting the job. Like he went, he backed right. out of the well, job both, after
3: signing. We right. both signed on in Toronto. Right. Like, we both signed on, and we both quit. Yeah. And then later on, the company went back to him to try to keep him, and he decided to stay. Right. And I could have kept... I could have gone. Which like, I had a contract. Completely screwed you. Yeah. But I'm just like, this. it just doesn't seem right. What's your relationship with him like now? Um, I don't see him as Cursory often. now, yeah. I don't see him as i I saw him last summer. It was great. But yeah, we're not best friends like we used not to like be. Not like he used to be, right? No, no. Yeah, no, no. yeah. yeah I,
2: I, think I think it, it would have... Go ahead, Sean. I was going to say, I think it would have been interesting to cover all the different producers that you guys have had, because it's not just, I mean, there was me for like, I think it was literally 10 weeks. I was your producer mm-hmm. and then Robbie was my intern. Yep. Yep. And then the year, the year after that, I remember there was a guy with, he was a weird dude, but he had like records of sound effects and stuff. And when he decided or when you decided you weren't going to hire him full time, he deleted all his stuff in the system. And then there was Marika, there was Amit, there was, uh, who am I missing? It is wild that that there's no mention of Amit in any
1: of these. And I I feel like Amit was around for a while. I loved Amit.
2: He was.
1: Yeah, Amit was was
3: good. He was good. He helped bridge the gap when I kept quitting. (laughs) 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 Right? Yeah, that's true. I I owe it to him because he kind of kept that position on the show alive. Right. And I was still kind of like half involved even when I, because that was the first time I quit. Because Amit was there. He was actually my intern to start, and I trained him to take over, basically. Right. right? So I could leave the show for the first time. He was and, Robbie the Intern's intern. Yes. Right? Yeah, and I, he, he lived on the roof during the Olympics for that stretch, right. Right? Yeah. which is something I normally would have done. Yeah. And eventually, yeah. Do you I ever just, regret all the leaving? Um, Not, not really, because I, I was able to come back. Right. I didn't burn a bridge. I didn't... Um, Did
0: you always know that card was able to be played my, in
3: the back of your head? Like, I had no clue because I, uh, that job we were just talking about in Toronto. I was also also like, su- pseudo offered like a, a position in Toronto before that as well. They flew me out. I was going to take that job. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't the first time I was, I, I was thinking of leaving. I just always, I don't know. I, I, I guess in the back of my mind, I thought, yeah, I can, if I don't burn a bridge with these guys, maybe one day, but yeah. I just didn't know. I was just exploring other options. Right. Because most places you probably wouldn't be able to quit as many times as you did. No. Like in
1: regular people jobs. <laughs> <laughs> Not in Robbie. Like, true. Like you're no.
3: in or you're out at this point. No, right? but yeah. multiple times I quit. It was within the company. It was to, to move up in the company right. to, at, at, the, at the same station. So it wasn't like I was going across the street. Do you have
1: a number of how many times it actually has been? Like I know we joke about it, but it's been a lot.
3: Uh, one, two, three, at least three, four. <laughs> You've
0: been on the show as a regular part of the show four different times, I believe. Yeah. One, two, three, four. Yeah, five. Yeah, five different times.
3: Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. That's so wild. So was the Amit days. Yeah. There was the, the Marika days. Yeah. yeah. There was... Twice at Virgin, and then, yeah, yeah, there was a lot. Yeah, well, but, we're happy to have
0: you now, yes. Robbie, and we hope but, it's a full-time commitment for yeah, the next like, few years.
3: Some of those times I was like half with you guys. Yeah. Sure. So yeah. I quit. I was doing full-time duties, and if you guys needed me for stuff, you'd yeah. you'd have me on. Yeah, it, it was a was, hectic mm-hmm. time. It was a was part-time
0: very role. hard to figure it out. Uh, we did receive uh, some questions or people who want some elaboration on certain things or ways that, that we were touched. Um this one, I'll just read it uh, as it came in. Uh, the clip of Pepper ranting about the movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That wasn't I, actually the part that the management was upset at, right?
3: No. No, 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 no. no. That it, was just an it, example of a rant when we get you going.
0: It was just, is. It, it's just a taste of what happened in the podcast. Yeah. Also, no, when you were that, at... That's, yeah, go no, ahead.
2: That clip is my biggest regret because I held on to your rant from that podcast for years and I lost it.
0: The and the, the podcast glorious. that got us in trouble.
2: It would have been glorious to hear it again because you went off on that. On the
1: podcast. I can't even remember. Yeah. It. I think I I, I, what I didn't know about that podcast yeah. is that Robbie even edited it and we yes. still got written. Up. Yeah, <laughs> Robbie, we, what, what did you edit? What the
3: hell happened? Uh, because uh, like in the in the in the, the series here, I did say like red flags popped up and I I knew something was not right. <laughs> And after the show, I'll never forget because I, I talked to you. I'm like, "Are you sure we should? Like, are you sure? Like, anything we should edit out?" And like, even say we want to do everything live. We don't want to edit stuff. We don't want to be that show. But I just knew deep down, like, "These, this can't be good." No, well, you,
1: you knew deep down it can't be good, but you still let some it, of it because there was some other. There was
3: some like <laughs> more what I badly edit. It was what I deemed to be like more personal attacks on people. I'm like, this can get this is gonna get Pepper in trouble Uh-huh. because he was in the mood. Well, I appreciate that, you Robbie. <laughs> uh, I mean, everything I happens for a reason. Is there any
0: regret now knowing how things have shaped up? Like, I don't think so. No, no.
1: I mean, the-
2: <laughs> no, you guys are way better off. You're way but- better off where, uh, uh, I mean, I, I remember at the time when you did get fired, Dylan called me that morning. He's like, we got fired. I was like, what? Right? I was shocked. Yeah. And then I thought, well, they You thought never you were. Mm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but you weren't so. too bothered by it either because you had such a, a, a distaste for going there and the way that they were. Right. They it, was were tough, it was a tough. It was a tough yeah. time.
1: We, we got to a tough po- uh, like
0: point over y- there. You say in part four about how like you would just drive and just sit and go like, oh god. Oh, not man. again. And like, I'd look over and see, and you'd see me sitting there going, <laughs> oh God, not again. Just pull up it and was just tough. hated it. It was <laughs> tough there. And it wasn't always tough there. Like when we started, right, there was different uh, different management, different ownership, and it was fine. And it was, we had a ton of freedom, but then, you know, things, uh, different people were hired, different people were moved around, positions changed, uh, companies changed, and they wanted to come in and change everything. And if you listen to the shell of what, what they once were now, you can you can hear that wh- their vision is awful it's well, awful yeah. and uh but that's what they want and yeah. uh, and it, it just never fit what we what we wanted oh, but the commute to was do. so short the commute was short it was, <laughs> yeah. uh, it was i bought a place right
1: by there uh, uh, yeah uh
0: also when we're, you were at the last station i just remember the show not being very good because i got extremely annoyed at the show just promoting the next break but i now understand that that wasn't your choice my question is what is uh what my question is, was it the way right away, that way right away when you started, or was it once the new company took over? Yeah, it was when they t- they yeah. took over yeah. and people who we had had past kind of uh, friction with uh, found themselves back in charge. And it's just, yeah, it was, they had a vision. We didn't have the vision. Um, and It was uh,
3: consulted to death.
0: It was consulted to death by, by you yeah. know, uh, third-party companies. And it says also, why were they so hell-bent on hiring actors? Didn't you guys have a pretty good audience? And it's a great question. Yeah, we had a pretty great because audience. The,
1: the way that it works is like, so a, a lot of the consultants are these people are American. Mm-hmm. And in like some of the big cities in America, which would be like New York, LA, uh, big radio cities, they were seeing success with like Ryan Seacrest's show uh, and Elvis Durant show. They see success with these fake things, right? Because they would make these fake things. People couldn't tell necessarily that they were actors. And they would just, they they had deemed that people didn't like waiting around. So get to whatever it is Mm. as quickly as possible Mm -hmm. and always tease what's coming up next to keep people waiting and to keep people on the edge of their seats. For whatever reason, this is working in Los Angeles and this is working in New uh, New York. So because it's working there, these consultants come up and say, this is what you need to do here. it, It is really interesting in Canada in Edmonton especially, how loyal and how excited people are about radio. Mm-hmm. People really care. And uh, it, it's so different. Like, you, we're not L.A. Exactly. And so they no. would come in with what's working in L.A. And, and suggest it to us. We knew better because we did know the audience. We did talk to the audience on a regular basis. We did see what the audience would write in or when they would phone in. Mm-hmm. And we would make our decisions based on what felt good what we would make our decisions what was working in our minds and it was opposite of what they wanted cuz it was working elsewhere but like some of the, the the benchmark things that they did elsewhere sounded great because you're you're in LA and and you have access to way more people it's way more hollywood and then it just wasn't going to work here and
3: uh right we and also really they didn't want those that. big stations they're sending the, those shows they'll repackage those shows and send them to all the other markets around the country yeah syndicated for sure yeah and may, I, our show can't really do that. It's too, it's so local. It's so it's so custom to this to this city. Yeah, so they- I think
2: more than that, though. Like people really in Edmonton specifically, they really crave authenticity. Mm. And when you have the actors, when you have those prepackaged shows, it's really superficial. And that lies in LA. I mean, it's the king of superficial in LA, right? right. But they can smell through it in Edmonton. They really can. And I think that's why these podcasts work. I think that's why your show overall works is because you guys have been really open and, you know, really what you see is what you get.
1: Well, and one of the things like just in my personal life that I lived that it, like, I, it was mainly because I was smoking pot, I guess, but it was just like not to lie because you never remember mm-hmm. when you're lying, like, you can't keep like, your story to the audience straight.
0: on the show and, yeah. just in my personal
1: life yeah. and then, yeah, to the, it, it, you feel like a fraud when you come in. Like, if you have an actor and you have like one of the great things of pride of doing this show, I think for all of us is when like something great happens on the radio show. And there's a lot of things that happen that aren't great, which I, they don't bother me in, in the slightest. Cause I think like, that's just the re- part of it being real. But when something great happens, like when I can just remember one of the examples was when someone found out their spouse was cheating or their girlfriend uh, was cheating mm-hmm. and they, they called us cause they didn't know who to call. And they just felt like we were friends and they called us late in the show and didn't know what to do, going like, I think I just caught myself uh, or my girlfriend cheating. And we were able to walk through that process with them all the way until they walked into the door, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. That to me was such an amazing moment that like you could have written that if you wanted to hire actors but then you feel like a fraud when people cuz people ask you about that story and go like yeah. did that really happen yeah. and then you got to kind of sit there and look at them in the face and go like ah uh,
3: yeah yeah that uh, i, I hate never that. right like on location if if people come up and just the, the most random things they remember right and if they were lies and fake i just feel so terrible about it right and so we we've tried our best to to not lie mm-hmm. and they
1: wanted us to and like, yeah, when you lie, you can always like, I think that's a way that you can tell our show from other shows that are, have actors. Is if things always go right... It's probably fake. <laughs> yeah, the the best thing about me, like not n- being
0: able to dial a phone sure. correctly or trying to call Norway like we did this oh, morning, <laughs> right? Is, is it is it proves that like this is how it would really go if it were real? Exactly. Like when you <laughs> when you hear
1: another radio show that it's got like half a ring and then someone's like, "Hello," yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah. Like ours has thirty seven <laughs> rings before a dial tone. Yeah, then two more. To, like it's real, but it's like I love that about it. Yeah. So uh, that's kind of where they were going, and and I understood why they would want to go that way because you can make anything happen. It's Mm -hmm. fake. You can write anything. Yep. But, (laughs) and and they ended up... Oh, and they pushed. They they pushed
0: and pushed, and we said no, and it was contentious, and the meetings were awkward and uncomfortable because they'd be well why don't you at least try this why right.
3: don't you at least try this right which, which only added to the to a reputation that the show was hard to work with right
0: because we just didn't want to do the things that aren't what we kind of stood for or believed or th- the vision that we had for the show but
1: we ended up hearing it and actors had american accents <laughs> they did right
0: like, we well, yeah, the show that replaced us did all of right. the stuff they wanted them to do
1: exactly and where's that show
0: yeah Well, and then ultimately one of them came here and said it was a nightmare working there because all they did was force stuff on us. And
1: they didn't stand up for it because, uh, well, I guess they weren't difficult to work with. (laughs) Right, right. Uh, This says, being a parent myself,
0: how have your kids, I'm assuming this comes to me because uh, I don't think you guys have kids. Nope. Uh, How have your kids come to terms uh, with and have you had any conversations with them in regards to mental health and addiction issues? Uh, family members that have had issues with alcohol and substance abuse but dealt with it in their own ways as much as we don't want our kids to follow in our footsteps how do you prepare them to make the right choices it's a great question that i i struggle with every day and will it's one of the reasons why and there was another question a handful of people actually messaged to ask if i'll ever reveal that thing that i wrote and i was on the fence about doing it a while ago and if I should read it and, and you know, and then Sean saw it and I've shared it with just a small handful of people in my life. And I know that I promised I would send it to you guys and I still very well may. The reason I don't want any of the details out there has very little to do. It has a little bit to do with my discomfort, with it, but it has very little to do with that as much as it has to do with the fact that as readily accessible as our conversations are, whether on the live show or a podcast, there are people like my children that I need to think about. Mm. And some of the content within that letter that I wrote, as you can attest to, Sean, is not something you would want uh, you know, a ninth grade girl and her, f- her friends or her peers in school hearing about because some kids just don't have the same kind of understanding. And it could really come back to hurt her and resent me, or just it could lead to like it could be lead to uh, bullying and yeah, uh, and stigmatizing her family.
2: Th- th- that's no, the truth, I right? If I were you, yeah, yep. and I
0: and would, and, and, and then I, and then on the exact opposite end of the spectrum, like my, my son and my daughter, I've got an ex wife who was part of that whole process, and I've got parents mm-hmm. and a sibling who know some of it, not all of it, little bits of it. And for them to know all of it, I just just want to keep it to myself until I'm ready. I don't mind sharing it. I don't think
1: you should share it with us then. I, I don't mind sharing it privately with people I love. I no, but like the problem with our private and our, our personal and yeah. our work life is they're all intertwined. And like, I hate knowing things that I can't say. Well, yeah, but I think,
0: Sean, and you know, like Dylan or Robbie read this, and, and yeah, like the little synapses in Dylan's, you know, thinking process of just kind of <laughs> l- letting it just fly and, and burst out. I think those are areas where you'd be like, oh, okay, this is not something I'm going to necessarily reveal. This is not my story to tell. Right. Um, but it, uh, I don't know, like, Sean, Earlier in this conversation, you said it was just enlightening and shocking to you, um, but just in a, in a revealing sort of way. And it's important for m- my closest loved ones to know it.
2: Yeah, it, I don't it, think... I, I, and frankly, I think Dylan and Robbie already know everything in that document. It's just bringing clarity to the extent of it. Yeah. So there's not... I, I mean, Dylan, you already know the things... That's it, that are in there I, I don't think it would be a problem for you nope. to read the rest of it it wouldn't be you know, a shock yeah, uh, same way here yeah. but I, I would not uh, I would just yeah, kids ex-wife parents the whole thing I, for that reason I would not uh, really not because you have shame in it it's because it, it really is to protect your, your other loved ones
0: it could bring yeah. about shame to my loved
1: ones well, part number sure. six I mean, it, ninjas cool. and keychains. Oh, oh. <laughs> I, I did get well, one request from somebody mm-hmm. and it, uh, I, I just said it won't happen Although it would be really, really neat one is to do a, a podcast series of of pre Pepper and Dylan as it came together, because there is some intertwine between you and I mm-hmm. uh, intertwi- intertwining between you and I that happened uh, years prior to the show ever being born. Yep. Yeah. And uh, so people just wanted to, thought it would be cool. And I said, no, Sean, don't worry. Uh, I said, I don't think Sean's going to be up for that. Like a prequel. If he ever maybe, yeah, if he ever maybe leaves his wife, perhaps maybe we could look at that. But
2: um, yeah, just That's an interesting story though. I mean, that that really is because all three of us, the three of us, not Robbie at the time, we all came through the same station in Toronto at one point or the other. And Mm -hmm. I met. No, I met Pepper in 99. Mm -hmm. I remember the first time I interacted with him was at a Backstreet Boys concert. Yep. And then Dylan came in, and I hated Dylan more than anything. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) What? (laughs) Sean hated me more than anyone. Sean
1: wanted me fired. Why? Oh, oh
2: yeah. I sure did. What? Uh, he was just yeah, I didn't he was know this beautiful man. The kid, everyone loved him. I was like, and I was toiling away trying to like make a name for myself. And this guy comes in, and everyone's like, "Oh, Dylan, this guy, Dylan, he's so amazing, he's so talented." I was like, "I want this guy out."
1: Yeah, immediately, Sean wanted me <laughs> out. My turf. And yeah. I don't know how long it yeah. was. Like what, a couple months between uh, before you just gave up and decided we were going to be besties. If you can't beat them, join them, Yeah, and then we became great friends. And, like, uh, we shared so many. Like, Sean and I reminisce all the time about, like, our our Toronto times. Mm -hmm. As we we realize we're getting older and our joints are starting to hurt more and more and more. Mm -hmm. But, like, we, we really did become, like, best friends that hung out all the time. Like, if I was doing something, it was with Sean and his girlfriend at the time. And a lot of her friends, right? Like, we hung out more with... Your girlfriend, or now wife's friends, more than we did anyone else, anywhere uh, we went, they were there.
2: I still think you should have married one of them.
1: A nurse for you would be good. It wouldn't be, It wouldn't be the worst. It wouldn't have been the worst. Uh, but yeah. But yeah,
2: when you, like, when you talk, like, there's a great story you've told a couple of times about how you were... You lost two days because you had, like, six drinks of some mystery.
3: Ah, the fourth shot, guy. or what was it? Yeah. The fifth shot? <laughs> or the or fifth was, shot. Yeah.
1: Woof. That was I tough. Was so, but Sean had a, to see me naked in a tub mm-hmm. alongside of our boss,
3: who's now the president.
2: On the side of that. Where, where, yeah, where the president, the now president. She was like, where's Dylan? And I was like, I don't know. And I'd been covering for him. I was like, I don't know. She, so we marched over there and, like, yeah, naked Dylan in the I, tub.
1: I lived too close
0: to the station at the own, time. You know what the interesting thing is about, Sean, you seeing Dylan naked in a tub? This is a fun little chain. Uh, you've seen Dylan naked in the tub. Dylan's seen me naked in the tub. And we've both <laughs> seen Robbie naked in a tub. It's, <laughs> it's kind of...
1: Uh, see, there's the prequel kind of story you want. It just all oh comes God. together, it's doesn't wild. it? It's wild. Yeah, um,
0: yeah I, and then back to like a how I deal with, with these addiction issues and, and the emotional issues, I, I talk as openly as I can with my kids. Uh, my daughter has a lot of similar um, um, con- I, I don't know if I want afflictions that I do as far as the obsessive compulsive stuff and the anxiety and, and all of that and I see it and I I thank the, the fact that I there's someone in her life that can recognize it because there was never anyone in my life that recognized it until it was far later in life so we talk openly about it we go to therapy not together but we each go to therapy and you know they, they understand that obviously the suicide stuff has left a, a, a a pretty big mark on on them and their concerns.
1: How was in hearing the documentary part number five, yeah. hearing Kristen talk for you? Because she did I, a great job. Didn't she really she? did. But when I heard her talk, I put myself I'm really working on this empathy, but I put myself in your shoes during that time. I was like, oh my God. Hearing her talk and describe like the kids and 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 like that what was that like? Um well just hearing her? Yeah. And just like how she was how she described like uh, the effect it had on the kids and, and,
0: and like... Well, I mean. yeah, obviously it's hard to hear. And, you know, at my sober times, I knew it and, and I, could, I could see it. I mean, my daughter was, you know, putting me to bed at night, right? Was waking me up when I was on the bathroom floor and, and putting me to bed. And, you know, I, there was one night where I'd hit my head um, in, in the bathroom on the toilet and I had blood all over right? Mm-hmm. I, uh, I thought I'd broken my nose and there was just blood all over my shirt and all over my face and all over the floor and then she came in a handful of hours later I was passed out on the bathroom floor cl- covered in blood.
1: Oh, this reminds me. Yes. <laughs> Go on, continue. I just remembered a question I've wanted to ask you forever okay. that I don't have the answer. And, uh,
0: and so like, yeah, obviously there were some traumatizing moments that I'm still trying to repair. Like I joke sometimes that my daughter hates me but she moved, she refused to live with me for a little while a couple months ago, yeah. right? She just, her and I were not connecting and because she didn't trust me. She didn't believe me. And, uh, you know, when I had my lapse, she thought that that was, you know, the sign of, oh, here we go again. Right. And she, because she doesn't, you know, she's 15 now. She, she doesn't have that con- conceptual understanding. She's got a far better understanding probably than a lot of people her age just from what she's been through. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but she doesn't, under, as a lot of people don't, it really doesn't matter on age. Some people just don't understand the push, the pull, the polarity of addiction and, and how it's linked to mental health. So when, you know, you, you're triggered or something, you know, raises your, uh, a red flag in, in in your observations, then it's very possible a lot of people would go into the shell, would pull away. And my daughter was one that pulled away. And now we're in a pretty good place. We've been able to kind of repair quite a bit. And uh, I enjoy our company and we we spend a lot of time together. But it's it's a ton of work, but it's just a ton of open conversation. Mm-hmm. Like a ton of open conversation. My son is... Does not drink. Right. Um, like he's at the age, Because right? he's he saw that? He, he's 17 and he just says, Dad, I, I don't want to drink. Like I saw what it does. Oh. Okay. You know, like he's, he's had a couple, I think he's drank once. He's super safe when he does it. He sleeps over at his buddy's house. He smoked pot once or twice. He says, I don't like the way it makes me feel and I've seen... You know, the bad side of it. Why would I want to do that? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, good. <laughs> Taught you the lesson. Mission accomplished, you know? <laughs> nice. nice. Uh, but yeah, it, it's it's definitely hard, but the suicide thing was the hardest for them, like hearing about it later. Oh, sure. Um, but as it was for you guys. Like, mm-hmm. who knew about that? Sherry and me. And that was it. Right. And until... You know, the day before I went away or a couple days, I guess, in your case, Dylan, um, before I went away. And it was because it wasn't a shame thing as much as it was like, fuck, I don't want to goddamn go through all of this again and be this, you know, is everything okay? How can what can we do? Let's keep an eye on him thing. Right. Mm Because it's it sucks being under the microscope because of your own problems. Right. But what I have to come to realize is that I'm under the microscope, not because people don't necessarily Trust me, or like the way I'm, I'm, I'm behaving. I'm under the microscope because people care, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. right? And people deserve my honesty because they care,
1: mm-hmm.
0: not because oh shit, right. this is going to screw everything up, right? And that's that's what the past year for me since being back has been about, and it's still freaking hard. Mm-hmm. Like I was, I was just lambasted with a depression last Friday. Thankfully, we were off. Like, thank God we were off. Right. It was about Thursday afternoon. I just got hit with a depression. I was in bed for three days. Well, two and a half days. Oh, no. I was crying. And, you know, my girlfriend, to her credit, was there every step of the way. And I was sleeping the whole day. And I woke up and Kristen was there. And she was worried about me. And, you know, and I talked to my daughter. There I am lying in a dark room. I hadn't showered in two days. I'm crying. I feel like I haven't eaten nothing. I just don't, not even watching TV. I'm just staring at the wall. It's one of the worst I've had in years. Mm. And my daughter comes in and I just say, here's what's happening, right? Dad is not doing well. He's sick right now. He's 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 depressed and I'm trying to figure it out. And she's like, dad, I know. Like, I know what it is. I've learned. Like, Right. But I have it, the open conversation instead of, oh, don't worry, honey. I'm fine. Right. Don't worry about it. Your dad, don't worry. He's just uh, going yeah, yeah. through some stuff right now. Like I op- talk openly and that's, that's the only way I know how to do it, which is the example of talking openly on that series or on this podcast sure. or when we're on the air. So, sure. Anyway,
1: it's but it's tough. Yeah. It's not fun. I would imagine. I that mean, I put myself in that position, but I did. So now I have to be accountable. What, what did you want to ask? Uh, there was a time on the show, and this is back when uh, there was drinking happening. And yep. I, I've never been able to ask whether or not this was true or not because there was lying that was happening and mm-hmm. whatever. But you came <laughs> you came in. I can't remember the story, Robbie. Help me out, hopefully, or Pepper. One mm-hmm. of you going to remember. But okay. you came into the show with a black eye, something about changing a tire or oh, falling on a yeah. yeah, I
0: fell on a on
1: a and a, I, I was certain that had to have been drinking. Related. Oh, I was drunk, but you were saying that you weren't at the time, I yeah. believe. I think I was, I think, yeah, but it was just like the story was so That's crazy, right,
0: and you yeah, we was you had pictures of it, yeah. yeah. My cat went under my neighbor's truck. Right, and I was come on, come on, come on, and I, I was, I what was I doing? I can't remember why I didn't. Have, I was. Must but I up.
1: remember asking if you were drunk, and you I, said no. And I'm like, how is it that I, he has I was such a black because guy.
0: I was on the phone. <laughs> I, I think I don't know who I was talking to on the phone. I was on the phone, and I was trying to reach for the cat, and I lost my balance. And I f- fell forward and I hit my eye through my glasses, oh. broke my glasses, <laughs> and through th- through through my glasses, I hit my eye on like Uh-oh. the side of, of the truck. And yeah, I had a big black eye. I'm assuming I was drunk, or I was get probably
1: getting was drunk. <laughs> I because I, I assumed you were, and Almost? I remember you saying you weren't. And I'm like, how is on earth? Yeah, was he not drunk? But I to think pull that, that even
0: sober, you could have been because I, I just fell forward and hit my face. And I didn't put my hand out because I was on the phone to brace my fall. <laughs> right,
1: AirPods, man.
0: Yeah, I Make know. Oh, God I hurt like hell, but I had a ton of injuries when I was drinking.
1: Were you, did you injure oh. yourself a lot? Oh
0: yeah, man.
1: How much? And this, I, I mean, in <laughs> retrospect, you probably don't want to share it, but I, I do want it. Uh, I do want to ask you about it because <laughs> I've been curious. How much drinking and driving were you doing? Ah, And I'm not going to sit here and say I didn't. Like. Yeah, it's w- awful. Was it? Was it like lots? It, though, like know, it became it, normal for you. Uh, it, be, it it became normal because I remember having a conversation with Robbie about the it. Bar,
0: but feel because my tolerance was so high. That it was, was the incredibly thing. high. But you, you know, would have like nine years, and I wouldn't and we,
1: feel anything. But we would tell you, yeah, you're drunk, and then you'd be like, no, I'm fine, and then yeah. you would walk fine. And then I, I always struggled internally, going like. That I, everything about that's wrong, but it seemed right. What
0: I would always do is I would spend a couple hours at the bar and then I would say, okay, time to go before I get too drunk. And then I would go to the liquor store and I'd buy, you know, another case of beer and two bottles of wine. And then I'd go home and finish myself off. Right, right. Is what I was doing. Um, Yeah. when, yeah, I went to, like, was, when I went to AA and then when I went to rehab, what I did find out, and this is an awful thing and I'm being fully accountable, but yeah, I did a lot of things that you should just never do sure. and that, my, that are obviously looked at as terrible and when I look at, at it now, I'm embarrassed and I'm ashamed that I did those sort of things and I conducted myself in that way. Uh, but you you know, your brain works in funny ways when you're an addict and you're, you're pretty convinced that you're fine. Like right? you're convinced that you're fine. Mm-hmm. You're convinced that you don't have a drinking problem. You're convinced that you're not uh, intoxicated. You're convinced that you're just going about your day right and uh, but when i went to aa first and then when i went to, to away to rehab they're all drinking and driving right th- the fact is the number of people drinking and driving on any given moment on any given day are would astonish no you. it wouldn't no, no. because i have and, a police
1: friend and right, i, th- I, I right. have a police oh, friend yeah? and i said yeah. why don't they it, yeah. set up yeah. on a bridge or something after like an oilers game on 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 a couple of routes out of the game. Why yeah. would why wouldn't she set up and catch people? You know it's happening, right? And they said because we know it's happening so much that we wouldn't have the manpower to do it. Yeah, yeah. that makes, like, oh, it makes total sense. What? When I was
0: going through all my recovery uh, steps, like that's one of the things I was like, holy smokes, it was it was almost comforting in a way. In that I was like, okay, thank God I'm not alone. Thank right. God I'm not the only reckless, horrible person. I'm not the worst of the bunch here. Right. Thank God, but I'm the same as the bunch here. But it's the whole bunch here. Yeah, that's. I mean, shocking, probably to some. And then, and then, uh, drinking and driving, lose their license. You know, uh, their insurance. Everything doesn't matter. They still do it. Right? So they do it without insurance, without a license. They just still do it. Right. And that's you know, I never got to that that point. And I never think you know, I, I I'd like to say I never think that I was you know. <laughs> I'd like to say I practice good judgment, but I'll be totally honest and no. say there were times I did not practice. Yeah, but
1: good like, I just remember, like sometimes when we all three of us would be out and I'd see you drink that much, I'm just like, "There's no way he's fine." But you would seem fine, and I always just struggled internally, going like, "Do I say something? Well, do you, I, what do I do here?" You know, the weirdest thing with all of it, and you know, this is more about the podcast than just
0: the you know the 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 addiction issues and the alcoholism, but it. Oh, I, sorry. Yeah, I don't. No, wanna, no, no. But I just like the the thing about it is that um, if you like. Now that you know I have a drinking problem, I'm mm-hmm. an alcoholic, mm-hmm. you would be able to pick off everything. Right? Right? Right. Like oh like my god, god, why can he drink so much? Well, cuz he's <laughs> doing it twice a day every night. Right. Right. Oh my god, why is he gaining so much weight? Oh, well, cuz he's drinking all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, oh my god, why is he just goes sleeps all day? Cuz he's drunk all the time. <laughs> right. You know? Why does he always have headaches? Why is he miserable and cranky, you know? And, but now you can play detective. It's very You don't have to be a detective now. Sure. But yeah. when you didn't know, you're like, wow, geez, he's got a lot of problems. Right, yeah. Right, right, right. Drunk.
1: <laughs> anyway, I don't know. I mean. So, Sean, are I'm, we going to get a, gonna, uh, a previous uh, uh, episode or no? <laughs> no, that's not going to happen, <laughs> eh? Well, Let's
2: let, let these ones breathe for a while. But I actually had a question for the three of you. Yeah. Um you guys didn't necessarily get script approval. I, I whatever I put out there, I put out there and you're like, all right, you guys just kinda trusted me. I'm wondering what you guys thought of what I said in the last three minutes about each of you, because that's just my personal assessment of where things are.
0: Um well refresh my memory and everybody else that's that's listening to well, this right
2: now. Right. So for Robbie, and we mentioned this before, I said, you know, you guys have encouraged him to get help. Maybe this will be the year that he'll actually get help, which was my kind of indirect way of saying, Robbie, you need to get some help.
3: (laughs) Yeah,
2: yeah, thanks. And then for Dylan,
0: let's do one one at at a time then. Well, I I mean, yeah, I I couldn't hope for anything more for anybody, (laughs) you know? I No, I honestly can't because fun Robbie, easygoing Robbie is the best Not just the best Robbie, but it's one of the best people I know. And we offer the help that we can. Robbie, you can live with me. Like, he wants to sell his place or whatever. You know, we extend those invitations. But for Robbie to truly find himself, he's got to find the way to love himself and care for himself. And I've been told that too, Robbie, and I never believed it, and I didn't want to believe it, and I didn't even know how to begin and um, it's still really difficult, but I that Robbie that will come out on the other side if he is proactive about it. That's the Robbie I want. So when I heard you say that, I'm like, Amen. Let's hope Robbie realizes it too.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's yeah. it it didn't fall on deaf ears. It's I I, I recognize it. I understand, and I uh, I strive to get that help for sure. And I have. It's not like I've never been to therapy. It's right. just. I, when I say it, it's just more of a regular part of my routine.
0: You know, after listening to it, too, uh, and to the, the Robbie side of things, is, like, I've realized, like, and I've always known, and I've always felt this way, that Robbie is the kindest uh, one of the kindest people I know, and he will do anything for anybody at any time. And he, mm-hmm. because, not because of the obligation, but maybe, but because he loves to help. And I've kind of looked at the way I have, um, I don't know if taken advantage of is the right way. And I know that Robbie would never say that I have, but I, I, I look at the amount of things Robbie does for uh, other people. And in, in, in one regard, I kind of envy it. Like, I wish I could be that giving and caring uh, for other people. And in another way, I hope to God I'm not making him ever feel the slightest bit obligated that he has to.
1: Wasn't he your lawn boy? <laughs> no, Yeah, but- <laughs> you know, like doing my lawn and...
3: <laughs> no, but I lived in your home. Like that was a mutual thing in my mind Like I don't think you've taken it I've taken advantage of you just uh, as much
0: Like like just yesterday I asked to uh, take care of my girlfriend's cat Because she was staying the night at my house
3: Right And like just And that's a gift to Robbie
0: Robbie will do it right And just instead of like Oh God I don't know if I need to ask him to do this again Because it wasn't the first time I've asked you And I should just run it through those filters Like what am I expecting of Robbie Versus what does he think I expect of him Right? And I and by listening to that, it just kind of cemented my thought of, I, you know, like just to really watch you and watch what you do and and respect all of it more and be more out vocal about how much we appreciate and respect.
3: It. No, it's it, that's something that has never uh, that's never been lacking. You guys always have shown your appreciation for me. Which is part of the reason why I've stuck around so long. Why well, you, better- oh, you
1: left four times?
3: It's true. <laughs> <laughs> maybe guess-
1: show a- maybe show a little
0: appreciation for us. Then Robbie. <laughs> but, I guess you come um, back. I
3: don't know. Like Dylan, what
0: was your take on those last couple minutes with Robbie?
1: Uh, with Robbie, just that I, I uh, Robbie definitely needs to uh, take. I mean, as you get older, you de- you need to take yourself more seriously and your life more seriously and the things that are affecting your life. And inside this room, Robbie is. Um, I'd say Robbie's mood really, really can crush everyone because when Robbie's in a mood, Pepper gets awkward. Because Pepper doesn't know how to deal with, like, uh, uh, Robbie that's not happy. And Robbie and I will be more fighty with each other. So when mm. Robbie's in a mood, he wants to, like, almost attack at me or he'll push buttons at me because, I, I don't know, I guess he feels more like on a brotherly level where Pepper is, like, the, uh, the older, wiser one. But, like, Pepper doesn't know what to do. So he'll shut down. I just and, go into my shell and look right? at my computer screen. He looks at yeah. his computer screen. Pepper yeah. won't look up. And and he just kind of ignores it. And then Robbie and I are left to kind of task at each other. And we'll just pick back and forth and back and forth. But his mood can affect this room more than anybody's, in my opinion. Uh, and and when we get full, Robbie, it's the greatest thing ever. When Robbie's just wanting to laugh and have fun and be goofy with me, it's the greatest. It's <laughs> where well, you feed
0: off each other, so right.
1: right? And and so so I think like that's why uh, I, I I notice it the most with Robbie is when he's really. Uh, Being bothered by things and there was a stretch where he was really being bothered by things and I would try to talk to him and we would try to talk to him and I'd have a phone call like sometimes Robbie just needs you to pick up the phone could be nine o'clock and you want to be getting to bed and you just need to pick up the phone and let him vent for an hour and like let himself just talk. And let him just vent it out until he realizes at the end of the vent, like, yeah, okay, maybe it's not that bad. Yes. And that's what uh, Robbie needs. So I try to do that as best I can, when I can. But sometimes it's just like, okay, Robbie, you got to just be, you got to just come in with a good attitude. And
0: the fear for me, reminiscent too, of when I was at my angriest and most frustrated. Right. Right. I would see that with Robbie and go like, oh Right. I remember acting that way. Right, right. How do I talk to him about, you know, circumventing it? Yes, getting ahead of it yes. instead of letting what happened to me happen to you. Right when I well, see some of your, and
1: not lately. I think lately we're no. in the best place. Yeah, like yeah, lately, yeah, yeah, lately Robbie's great. been great. Yeah. Like we no, had a, been, the last talk we had with Robbie was a serious one. And I it was that down, was, but that but it last was talk
3: we had, which was just a few months ago. There, that stuff like that was weighing on me so much mm-hmm. for years, and I finally kind of just got off my chest. Be like, this is what ha- is happening with me. I,
1: and Was that I, when you guys Were yelling at each other boom. That's what started That's, That one right
3: That was yeah <laughs> That was
1: the start of it
3: Yeah We almost went outside <laughs> No Pepper she didn't want to go outside really He wanted did. to drag him outside Where would I ever go outside He thought I did And then he's like What do you want to go out and fight I'm like let's do it So
0: <laughs> yeah. But that, I really didn't want to fight. I, I know, but you, no, you asked him, like, "What do you want to do?" Fight well, me? I was just like, "What?" Uh, yeah, yeah, it's because was it wasn't a challenge. It. I didn't, draw, I didn't say, oh, uh, let's, uh, "Let's battle, let's duel." I was like, no, oh, "What I do you won't. want to do this?" Because I don't.
3: That's true. I'm not a fight. I know you guys say it, I'm not a fighty guy. <laughs> yeah. I get fired up though. Yeah, yeah. you'll punch and, a wall though. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing with me is I will let things build and build and build until they explode, which is not healthy at all even though every time that that's happened recently, you guys have helped me get through it. I'm a lover, Dylan, not a fighter. I
0: know you lover. are. You are a great daddy likes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, what's the next one, Sean?
2: Uh, uh, for Dylan, I said, you know, he was continuing to cook, which was my way of saying he's into still into his other things, and that's fine. Um, but he was really closed off, and it's even something that I've I've noticed, and it's been for a while now. Like, there was a time... Where he was in a long-term relationship, like for a year, and I was like, "You have a girlfriend," <laughs> and he is really, he is really closed off, and it's not just on air; it's to like everybody. And so I don't know who he uh, necessarily opens up to, and I, it, it made me a little bit sad. I mean, I mean, that was 100 percent again my perspective of how Dylan has matured and grown over the years. Maybe this is it; like he is now more closed off than he used to be, and that's just the way it is. But there was a time where, you know, he was open and he would share his fears and his loves and his passions and all of that. But now it's just quite, it's a, quite a bit more reserved. And and I was hoping for it to go back a little bit the other way.
3: I th- I think Dylan's most closed off was the, uh, the uh, onion chopping phase days, which was probably like two years ago. Mm, yeah. I think that was that's when I've noticed him being the most closed off and distant, and it's it's since been way better. I don't know if you've noticed that too, pepper
0: uh yeah, I think I've just uh, developed a little bit of an understanding with it. I think what's what's frustrating to me with it is to be totally honest is that like you know his frustration with me while I was gone, or just before I went, and was that uh, you know I wasn't being open and 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 talking and and you know I always kind of said like I'm being more honest with you guys than anybody else. Like you guys know stuff about me that no one else knows. Like when not I, my girlfriend, when not I, my gr- wife, right? You know, like when when, when <laughs> that's I, right. That's right. <laughs> Look, nice you know, editing, Sean. You know what I meant. My not my girlfriend, not my ex-wife. I just said what part was that? Part four when I said that. You know what I meant, but anyway, like I'm more (laughs) honest with them than than anybody else. Like when I come in here, this is my place to just like finally share and feel like it's it's kind of judgment free. Or if it's judgment, it's like a fun judgment, right? Sure. And um and so my argument was always like, why are you guys so mad at me for not for for being secretive and and dishonest when I tell you? You guys know more about me than anybody, except Sean, and more than (laughs) anybody. Um and then and and then Dylan isn't the same. No, you know, and I'm like, well, Dylan, I'll, I'll talk to him about anything or shit. I'm struggling with this or this or this. I'll come to Dylan. But Dylan, you know, he isn't the same with me. And I always found that frustrating because I want to be his friend that he can come to. But he has other friends. And over time, I've just been like, well, I get I'm not the friend he comes to. He comes to other people when he's struggling. And the the drawback to that is when he's closed off, it seems like he's just moody or closed off. But really what it is, is he's just talking to other people.
1: Yeah, and mm-hmm.
0: learning to accept that he's got his own support. He's system. He's got
3: a good support system, right? Which is something and, I don't have, and we're not part of that.
0: And it hurts. It absolutely hurts because you know I, Robbie and Dylan are my support system, right? And I'm not Dylan's support system. Mm-hmm. So it it feels, you know, it's it's I don't know if you would say it's an, it's an ego blow or anything like that, but it's just like I'm here. Sure. I, I want to be available, but. I can't beat it out of him because I'm a lover, not a fighter. <laughs> so I just kind of let it happen. And if he ever wants to talk, great. And if he doesn't want to talk, then I now I understand that. And at least I can take solace in the fact that he is talking to somebody. It's just he has chosen not for it to be above yeah, us. Yeah, but
1: I, th- I think the reason is that you would notice it is because, and Sean, same thing goes for you. I think because of the the relationships we all have, Bogging down relationships in in this, like for Sean, for example, we, we talk once, like on the phone, once a month, once every two, three months, something like that. And so, I don't want to just like, here are all my problems. What are your problems, Sean? Like, I, I, I like reminiscing about the times when we, we used to go and, and sing karaoke or whatever the heck it was we did, or go to the piano man in Toronto. Like, that's what I, I like talking about. that. I don't like to yeah. bog down the conversation with, here are all my problems. I, trust me, there are a couple people in my life that get bogged down with my everyday problems. Yeah. And it's probably annoying as hell to them, uh, but it's the people that I can bring that up to and feel like, okay, this part of my life is over here. And then and when I come into here, I want to have fun with you guys as best we can and to bog down uh, with with, like little parts in your problems some of it's secretive in the sense that like there were relationships with women who had husbands
0: well you uh, did talk a little bit about some of your relationship stuff like you called me when you and uh, you ended your relationship with your the girlfriend that you had quite a while ago that I was living that that was living with yeah you 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 called me about that so like when they're really really
1: big I don't bring like little petty things in because I I, I find it not to be uh, I find it honestly not to be that productive when you sit in a room with two other Guys, and you all just pick on like things that uh, like it's easy to to make somebody look like the bad person. Mm-hmm. It's easy to pick on them, and then like, what are you trying to achieve? Like, if you're actually trying to get a, a advice uh, or or figure your way through a situation, I mean, you're probably fifty percent wrong, mm-hmm. and it's easy to get like, oh, they don't know what they're talking about. We mm-hmm. want to support you, and we're just going to be there for, to support you, and we did that with you for years, Pepper. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. We would just attack whoever you didn't like. Mm-hmm. And we'd just be like, ah, down with them. <laughs> yep. Right? And and so I, I just don't feel it's it's definitely the best use of everyone's time uh, because there's so many other conversations that we should be having and that we could be having. It's not that I don't trust you guys, or it's not that I don't want to, uh, uh, that you wouldn't be there for me because I know that you would. But, like, I'll tell you the serious ones that really, like, affect me to like, hey, I might not be a hundred percent on the show because this is on my mind. But if it's just something that's like bothersome or small to me, I mean, yeah, there are there are other people that I talk about the minutia with, and including the therapist and and all that, the the in between. So it's not like I'm pulling back or not sharing as much about that. It's also to be a hundred percent honest, big loser compared to what I used to be. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, You, I are, I you are an introvert now right? Like I don't leave the I house
0: told, I fucking told you <laughs> I told you You're right. not going to be like this forever You're never well, Hey Pepper Why don't you ever want to go out Why don't you go and do things Let's go Let's party I'm like no, You're going to get to a certain point Where you don't want to do that stuff anymore right. No never
1: man Because it's fun talking When I go to party Vegas you die <laughs> Vegas for 8 hours yes. In the middle of a Wednesday <laughs> afternoon Yeah But uh, listen You're not going to Listen You want to hear my story today I'll tell you I'll share with everybody Okay I'm finish up here, yeah. I'm going to drive home, I'm going to eat some eggs, mm-hmm. I'm going to nap for a couple hours, I'm going to mm-hmm. wake up and have some chicken, and I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> that will be my day on repeat for the next yeah. couple weeks. Yeah, like I do way more things than you do now. Oh, way more. <laughs> like sometimes the things you do in a day, I'm like, yeah. that sounds like a busy
0: week. Too yeah. much, but uh, So that's where
1: I'm at with yeah. that. Uh, as far as uh, opening up and sharing, I mean, there's just not a lot to share. Like I haven't had a, uh, I haven't been in a relationship for Year and a half, mm-hmm. like I haven't even had like a like I had a date in a year and a half, mm-hmm. like so. There's just not much to share when you go home and do nothing, and it's a, a pandemic, and you see nobody. Mm-hmm. That's really what it comes down to. Like, I, I mean, I don't know. You guys want to know what my sleep schedule is these well, days? Well, as,
0: as long as you know because I, I'm not going to stop coming to you guys even if you you're like, oh my God, enough, right? Like, I, I'm i the problem guy. Hey, here we go. Here's a <laughs> hundred of them. And I'm never going to stop that. But so long as you know that you don't have to, right? then I'm happy. Yeah, yeah. And I think that works. Yeah. I think that's for yeah. sure. So.
2: Yeah. All right. Last one, shot. All right. Yeah, well, this... I mean, this is uh, something that... Because we I again more lost audio that we didn't have, there was a couple of breaks that I really wanted uh to talk about and, and it they dealt with your your relapses after you came back from um rehab. Mm-hmm. And one of them he did very publicly on air and we, we did talk about it in the podcast, but the audio was so great because it was like the last break on a Friday, Robbie had to go somewhere, Dylan was just like, What wait, what? And, I mean, your ex-wife Kristen had a great take on that as well, and it had to be cut short. And so at the very end, um, I said, you know, in the fall of 2021, Robbie and Dylan were called to your house. I think it was actually your girlfriend's Mm -hmm. house Mm -hmm. because you were face down. You were in pain, like all sorts of things were happening. And, Mm -hmm. you know, everyone assumed that it was you were drinking and again and you had fallen off the wagon Mm -hmm. and whatever for whatever reason the guys took you to the hospital and i let that just sink in for a minute because that's what every listener is thinking like, oh well he did that before this must be exactly what it is and i don't know if i I still don't know what happened at that hospital i think it was some something unrelated but it did come out then that you had slipped up a couple of times and there was a new cycle of lying there and so we didn't end things on a, Hey, everything's fantastic. Now in Pepper and Dylan's world, it's no, you're, you're still fighting for your sobriety every day. You're, yep. you're just, that temptation is still there. Those yep. there's still lies happening. And so I, that, that I actually thought for sure you would probably make me cut that. Uh, when, if I'm being honest, I thought there's no way this is going to go in because it's, I mean, it is the reality, but it's at the same time, it's not a happy reality. Do you know what I mean? Well, the, the, it's,
0: it's here's the, the reality of going through recovery and being an addict. Dylan, you watched Euphoria the other night, and he, because this really landed hard on my girlfriend while we were watching Euphoria, is when Ruse and De Ha... Zendaya's Zendaya. character
1: spoilers references. Oh yeah, that, um, spoiler! Big spoiler. Is it a spoiler? Yeah, probably. People are obsessed with this show.
0: Okay, but she just does reference a statistic that you can even Google that uh, the the recovery for addicts um, is five percent success rate mm-hmm. that they will never relapse. Five percent, right? And. Now that's a general broad recovery statistic considering all rehab facilities and all manners of recovery and AA and twelve and other twelve and all steps and, and all and all substances. But you know, the general number when you boil it down is five percent. And when my girlfriend heard that, she was like, Oh my god and I said, Yeah. Like, and that's no relapses. No lapses, nothing. That's just, you get out of whatever, you get clean and you never go back. 5%, 95% of people who struggle with addiction have at least a lapse or two or a relapse. And, you know, the the, the first time that I lapsed, and I don't call them relapses because a relapse would be falling right back into 100% alcoholism, right? So lapses are, the, and that, that first one that I shared publicly just came out of nowhere. And I just decided it at the last second because, you know what? I wanted to be made to help. Uh, I, I wanted to be, Held accountable. And um, I wanted it out there that it's not easy. And I wanted, you know, my friends, my family, my loved ones and the audience to know that like it's a struggle and that uh, I'm not going to be perfect. But then I talked to a few people. I talked to my support system and a lot lot of people said and people who have been through it. And they said like you you, relapses and lapses are almost a a key component to proper recovery because you learn sometimes the hard way. But you learn that it's like you, you just can't ever be get do it. Mm-hmm. You think you've got control. You don't have control. You want to find out if you do? Go and get drunk. Go and get high. Ah, you don't have control. Right? You can't just have one. You can't stop at that. And um, and so that's kind of the process of of, of lapses. Um, the hospital thing and other occasions, like if I don't pick up a phone or I'm sleeping all day or I'm not feeling well or whatever it might be. The number one thing that everybody's all, like, oh. Either he's drinking again, or should he be going to that bar to watch a football game, or what's going to happen now, or... And I just, that's what I have to live with, given my experiences, given my process. Mm -hmm. You know, there were, yeah, there have been a handful of times when I've thought I had control, or I've just felt like it. You know, you want to know what my biggest concern is right now? And I haven't shared this with anybody, except my daughter.
1: Super Bowl Sunday! No,
0: no, my biggest concern (laughs) was on Saturday, I went gambling. Oh. For oh. the first time, I went to the casino. By yourself? By myself.
1: Oh.
0: Yeah. And? And I won $150. Nice. I was in there for 10 minutes and I got the bleep out of there. Nice. As soon as I won, I was like, whew, lucky day for Pepper. Get and then out. I got out instead of staying there.
1: You know, on my was, cons- g- and my casino. And was shopping. I, I know you like to have a gamble, but was it,
3: was it just. Like it a- was never a problem, but you, these sensory addictions, oh, okay. they move
0: around, man. Right. Like, once you get rid of one, it's really easy to find a new one. Right. Mm. You know? And uh, so I, that was a concern. It's like, Jesus Christ, why am I almost on autopilot driving to the casino? And oh, look, I drove past the bar mm. right to the casino, which had bars in them. Yeah, yeah, they do, but I was out of there so quick. You know
1: what well, made you do that?
0: Which show? I, you know what? I was listening to a podcast where somebody was talking about gambling, and I was like, "Yeah, you know what? It's been a while since I've been gambling. Let's go have some fun." Thank God they weren't talking about crack. Okay. <laughs> 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 oh my God! You know? Oh boy! Oh, I, uh... But it's—I mean, look—it's—it's a—it's—it's it's a label that I'm going to have. And for the rest of my life, too, right? Because yep. you can be forty years sober, but you cannot. Some people aren't forty years in one day sober. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't count the days. Uh, I just count each day as like, hmm, let's see if I can get through today. You know, string some together and see where it goes from there. Right. But explain it,
1: understand it, or live with it. That's that. Mm. Yeah the the way that that. Uh what Sean referenced when we were uh, took taking him to the hospital. the hospital, Wait, yeah. That, you that, guys,
0: that, you guys were for sure I was drinking, right? What, well, we no, didn't know what what no,
3: no, no, we weren't for sure. That's we, we the behind the scenes of that. The reason we took you to the hospital is because we gave you the benefit of the doubt that you weren't drinking. Yeah, yeah that's what and that like, was. Okay, if we yeah, give him I guess him, yeah, that makes we sense. We have to yeah. take you him to the hospital because yeah. if he was drinking, this would explain it. He swears he's not drinking, so this is an issue. We have to take him to the hospital. Right. If you said yeah, I was drinking, we would have been like, oh, okay.
1: Then I mean, we would have been like, that, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You can't get up. Uh, okay, good to know. He's, he's But like, yeah, you said, because the reason was that you were driving, you had to pull over, and you couldn't stand, and your girlfriend yeah. had to come get you off of a front lawn yeah. on, your, uh, on your hands and knees. And you're yeah. like, well, you? <laughs> if that's not drinking, there's
3: a major I was having problem. A, I was
0: having a clear panic attack, right? That's like, clearly even, what it was.
3: You couldn't even call in sick. That's why we were wondering what the hell's happening. Yeah. I was so dizzy
0: and I couldn't get, yeah, it was a really awful, awful experience. But like Mm -hmm. the fact that I was so high functioning when I was an alcoholic and I never missed a day of work is like,
1: see, (laughs) here's proof I wasn't drinking. I didn't come in. Right. Yeah. (laughs) No, had I come in, then I probably would have been drinking. Right. And I just right. remember because uh, Robbie and I both took you, and Robbie had to sit in the the parking lot, and I went in because of COVID. Yeah, yeah, just because only one of us was uh, allowed in. Mm-hmm. And I, I just remember getting texts because your wife had found out, and just I remember there was a point where that she was, that she was basically saying like, "Well, we'll get them to test test them for alcohol." I'm like, "How the hell do I do that?" Yeah, what do you like I'm just sitting beside him yeah. and everyone thought maybe perhaps that's where it was that's where it come from and, and I'm like I don't like I don't know what I, hey doctor could you maybe test if there's alcohol in his blood
0: well butt? it was relieving to me that when I, it was either the nurse or the doctor at the time when they, they said well no clearly he hasn't been drinking because he would have had a, a reaction to the medication we ha- or the IV that we have him on right now and I was like oh thank which god which is what right? a
1: what a punch in the face yeah. that is yeah. hey, <laughs> if you were drinking they give you something that makes you yeah, throw and up and
0: I was like oh thank god there's the proof everywhere what he needs uh, but uh, yeah, uh, there was another occasion too where I slept in which is so rare for me and oh. that you guys both said that you thought for sure I'd, I'd gotten drunk and slept through my alarm <laughs> turns out you're just showering Yeah, ter- well yeah I did after. That. well you have to get up and shower before you bed. come to work yeah. no I was using Alexa yep. as an alarm and I just said Alexa off and she never went on again, mm-hmm. and I just fell asleep. And then you got up, and, and then I was like, holy
3: shit, what time dallyed yeah. Made the bed, day, I made uh, the bed, had a shower, you know, made some bacon probably, up at though, you know, Speaking of making my bed, I mean, <laughs> use
0: it as a metaphor. Like, I've made my bed, so I'm going to have to, probably for the rest of my life, like I said, have to deal with the fact that when I, I show a behavior that isn't typical, that the first conclusion that everybody will, I, I had a meeting yesterday with a with a football coach, right? And mm-hmm. he goes to lunch every day at Boston Pizza.
3: Oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> oh, the Boston Brew. The Boston right? I
2: miss, I miss Boston Pizza. Yeah.
0: So, and I went to Boston Pizza to meet with him. Calvin McCarty is a football player, mm-hmm. or he used to play for uh, for the Evanson football team. And now he's a teacher in St. Albert. Anyway, and I met with him because he goes for lunch because his girlfriend works there. Right. So, Wednesdays, he goes for lunch there. He said, yeah, let's meet up with me. He was going over some playbook that I'm putting together, blah, 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 blah. And Kristen's like, where are you going? And I told her. And she's like, is it okay that you're there? Right away. Right? Right. right is it okay that you're there? Right.
1: right. And right. some
0: days it's not like there have been a day or two I, that it's not. I but saw you there once. You did. You saw me there once too. But it's you know it's it's way better, and it's way more upfront, and it's way, and, and and if there are times, then you know it's
1: something I've got to follow through with. And that's yeah. that. Yeah, it's tough, right? Like it's yep. t- it's. Tough I got to live with it for your situation, to have everybody always doubt you. Yep, and it's tough as everybody else.
0: To, Not want it out me, but have to. Yeah. yeah.
1: It, it's hard on both sides. I understand uh, both sides of it. And, and uh, it, it's a weird relationship and that kind of like ties it all together, but it's a weird relationship that the three of us have, as you heard in part one, two, three, four, and five. Mm-hmm. We're so tied to each other and everything, we rely on each other for so much uh, that the friendships that we've made throughout all these years are so important And so that everything matters. And like you find yourself caring, like no one else on earth cares about each other like we probably do Mm -hmm. in a workplace environment. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Like sure, you have friends like this. Absolutely, you have friends that you look out for. But in a workplace environment, I mean the person in the cubicle next to you, you probably go for lunch. Mm -hmm. You probably will show up at their birthday. But I talked to my friend, uh, Jem, who is on the podcast and she just said like I I worked in an environment where like Every day you go for lunch with someone, you think you have these friends. As soon as you end up quitting, those friendships never don't exist, again. right? Yeah. And it's just like, it's those workplace friendships. But this one has, has lasted for the last 16 years in every capacity. And I think in one of them, you referenced just that like this, this relationship is, is more than a marriage. And it is. Mm-hmm. It's more hours together and it's lasted longer than most. Mm-hmm. Except I think you got a little bit further in yours, right? 20 years?
0: Uh,
1: 2001... Uh, I mean, we were together.
0: And okay. Well, well, look, we could talk a, a lot longer about this, but Sean, you've got to go. You've been... Uh, you're finally generous with your time today. Um, but <laughs> um, I think we can't go another second without saying uh, a handful of things. One being, Sean, what you did is incredible. And Thank you. to do it just out of a labor of love and uh, a prideful passion in, in your creativity and your work is like... I mean, outrageously rare and appreciated. Um, I can't ever see a time when I would do something like that for somebody else. But uh, what you did is, uh, I mean, I I don't know if we can ever vocalize how, how much we appreciate the work you put into it and how... Good of a job you did, Mm -hmm. like how great of a job you did, and it's a pleasure to be able to to actually know somebody that has that that level of of talent. And I know you don't do that for a living, but boy, oh boy, if you ever need one, you could certainly fall back on. Touched a lot of people. You did, you did, did, man, great
3: job. It's overwhelming.
0: And my favorite part of the entire podcast, truthfully, was at the very end when you could have so easily said because you gave that uh, that website out, and I told you this when I phoned you, Sean, but my favorite part was when you could have easily said if you'd like to donate to mental health or you'd like to donate to addictions or but you used that one minute platform to 40 seconds to use the uh, the website and open up for donations for the illness that your father has that is unrelated to anything we talked about. And I thought that that was a great moment of of just putting your stamp on it. And I think it's really, really important to know that as as heavy as all the things that we were talking about, there are heavy things that everybody else is dealing with that have nothing to do with those themes. So um, we give you your best to your father, obviously. And if you want to go ahead and tell us that website again, because I can't remember it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Yep. My father has a disease called multiple system atrophy. Mm -hmm. And there is an organization, and actually it was wild because it's so rare. And I've I've said this before. There's only about 15,000 cases a year. And somebody that actually listens to this podcast reached out to me and said, my dad has that too. I didn't know anyone else that had that. So, um, But there's an organization that is fighting for you know, for drugs and trials and all the things, and it's called DefeatMSA.org. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, and that's, uh, that was kind of one of my, my, my factors. But what, something else you just said, and, you know, the reason why I'll never say no to you guys, and especially Dylan. I mean, Dylan really changed the course of my life. I mean, he referenced how we used to hang out all the time. When he first moved out to Edmonton, I then took over his job that he left behind. But then that morning show got fired. And I got fired, and I was up, I was up the creek. And Dylan brought me out there, and I lived in his house rent free, leaving my socks everywhere. <laughs> and he got me a job at that station, and uh, it really did. It changed the whole course of my life that he did that because that led me back to Toronto. That led me back into you know things I wanted to do, which eventually even led me into what I'm doing now. So. Yeah, there's, there's, uh, there's, you know, there, there's, I'm not going to call it a debt or anything, but I'm always in debt to, to Dylan and you now guys. Now you paid it off. 100 <laughs> hours of work, you paid it off. <laughs> yeah, right. there you go.
1: Oh, uh, we
0: love you, buddy. Is it true that the four of us, and we've all known each other for an extended period of time, the only two that haven't lived under the same roof at one time are Sean and me? Because I believe, Robbie, when you lived with Dylan, Sean was also living there at the same time, um, was he not?
3: Uh, no overlap there,
0: no. There was no overlap? No, okay, no. so
3: that's it. Okay, but we've all lived
0: with each other in one way or another. <laughs> yeah,
2: this is true. Strange. Well, you, Sean, we appreciate when, it. When you were when you were trying to get me to stay in Edmonton, you said, you could live in my basement. See? I'm You're going, always oh, offering
0: oh, that oh, basement. I hey, hey, just have to do the lawn. Uh, oh, boy.
2: Um, worth it. <laughs> worth all right,
0: it. Sean, well, much appreciated, and uh, best of luck, and uh, and to your father. And again, msa.org right? That's right. Okay. Okay. Love you, buddy. Thanks, Sean.
2: Love you guys, too. Okay. All right. Appreciate
3: See it. you, man. See you later.
0: Bye. Bye. We should have taken up about another two hours
3: of his time. Well, his wife would (laughs) just (laughs) kill us. No. his wife must hate us.
1: Uh, She does. Yeah. FYI, just in case you're wondering, she does. Well, Dylan, she hated you long
0: before we made him do this thing. I I, mean, she's hated you for years. not any better, though, is the problem. (laughs) I thought we were
1: repairing it. Things were going
0: (laughs) good. Oh, really? We were repairing it by giving out her phone number on her birthday for everybody to randomly text her throughout the day?
1: Let's not do that again, either. Oh, I love that. We (laughs) have (laughs) to do that. (laughs) Bad idea. Uh,
0: (laughs) But we hope now as we kind of put a bow on um, the What the Hell Happened series with this, uh, this podcast uh, we hope you enjoyed it and uh, our inboxes are always open via email or Instagram. Um, one of the, the things that we received, one of the many comments we received and, and a common one was uh, how, um, and it's of the utmost level of flattery and it's one of the greatest compliments you can, you can pay us is that, um, that we are um, authentic. Mm -hmm. And that not just in the podcast series, but on the show, but especially on the podcast series, that authenticity uh, was very evident. And in order to continue to be like that, we need to hold ourselves accountable and show a a fair exchange of, of appreciation. So we are always available to be messaged about anything. And uh, whether it's heavy or you're just curious about something or, and you want to say anything and we'll do our darndest to get back to you Mm. um, via Instagram or whatever the case might be. And uh, that's, that's kind of our pledge, right? Um, To try and keep those connections alive as Mm -hmm. opposed to just letting them go to a different inbox and getting to them when we get to them. So uh, we appreciate that because it means...
1: means but the sometimes they w- go to an inbox and I don't even know well, that it I exists know, I, I, uh-huh. yeah, yeah,
0: I know, and you're like, oh, shit, this one's
1: like a month old. I, I can't
0: believe I never yeah. got to that one. I got one, to but- one
1: five months old the other day. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. boy, yeah. that question's not relevant. Yeah. But my favorite Christmas movies are. Yeah. yeah. But we, we just
0: appreciate the fact that uh, uh, you do that. So if you ever have any questions or comments or, or something you want to hear us address or whatever, please let us know. And uh, we'll do our, our, our best to, to address that, right? Yeah, absolutely. And um, that's it. So that's a wrap on the wrap. That's the
1: end of what the hell? Unless that prequel, you know? Unless the prequel <laughs> comes. Now. Or
0: the next couple parts in about 10 years. See once the shit goes sideways again. Oh, let's hope not. Thanks for listening to the After Show Show.
2: The Pepper and Dylan Show. Weekday mornings on
0: KISS 91.7.